Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Nerd Party. The Nerd Party's dedicated Doctor Who podcast. I'm Jessica Nunn. And I'm her husband and co-host, Philip Gilfus. First of all, we hope people notice we have something a little new with our intro music. Oh, yes! And that was thanks to Wally and the Sonornauts uh, for providing us with their jazz cover of the Doctor Who theme tune. Yes! We hope you enjoy it as much as we do. I think it's fabulous. Yes. Uh, Speaking of music... Not necessarily Doctor Who related, but not necessarily not. But we went to a concert the other evening. Yes, we did. How did you enjoy that, darling? I quite enjoyed it. We went to see the Double Clicks in concert. And for those who don't know, they're a nerd duo band. They are siblings. They've been performing for a few years at this point. But they came... To a local city near us, and we got to see them in person. That was your first time. Yes, but not yours. No. You have seen them before. Yeah, so how'd you enjoy nerd music? I quite enjoyed it, and we got to listen to more uh, on the way home, right. because you YouTubed all their songs, which was a lot of fun. Just for the record, we did buy the USB with all of their music on it. We just didn't have time to load it up before the drive home. That's right. Yeah, I don't, I don't have many USB-friendly devices. You know, I don't have a new new car. I don't know if yours has a USB in yours. No, I don't think so. But I think if you load it up on your computer, then you yeah. can you can Make load it up happen. onto. Yeah, Make I would assume so. Happen. But if you are not familiar with the Double Clicks, do check them out. They're a lot of fun. Currently touring with their new album. Better um, than the book. Yes. Nothing else really that I can think of. Related to Doctor Who that we've done, um, so we'll just go straight into our topic for this month. Uh, since it is the month of May, we have not done our monthly Doctor Focus yet, so darling, who are we going to be doing this episode? Unsurprisingly, in the month of May, for the, the fifth, month. fifth month of... Stop, stop running over my lines, dude. Mm-hmm. I'm on this. Of the Julian calendar. <laughs> The fifth month of the year, we're going to talk about the fifth Doctor. Right. As usual, we're using our jumping off point, the Clever Dick Films uh, analysis of each uh, Doctor's era. So we watched uh, Richard Carrier's uh, sort of mini documentary YouTube uh, talking about the fifth Doctor era. And so one of the things, you know, that sort of is a focus when you're talking all things fifth Doctor is... 
you know, inevitably, I suppose, you have to mention the fourth Doctor just coming from the seven-year era, especially, I guess, in America, because that's a lot of what people, the only thing that people knew, really. Um, but even in Britain, now we're changing, and what does that mean? And so, what do you think about how, you know, and then you have a new, newish showrunner. I mean, he J&T had come the last series for the fourth Doctor and Tom Baker, but so, for, in all intents and purposes, a new era. So, what did you sort of think of how they were talking about that transition? Yeah, I found it interesting, you know, obviously the other clear thing about Peter Davison is that up until Matt Smith, he was the youngest doctor, um, and that was very much a conscious choice to continue to move away from sort of the the grumpy old man um, that was established with the very first doctor, and so going for somebody young and new who is also a little bit of a grumpy old man, mm-hmm. um, but combining those things. And I liked the concerns that Peter Davison had taking on the role, not just as a, you know, ooh, I don't want to get typecast kind of thing, but how right am I for this part? Right. The, the wise, you know intelligent and, and capable doctor who had been played by, not old men by any means of the stretch of imagination, but older men, certainly. And so then to be a very young man, young man, 29, I believe, um, you know, that's certainly a change. Yes. So, yeah. And talking about, sorry, yeah. talking about the change in television habits as well. So it was an attempt to sort of redress that it had always been sort of Saturday night television, and Saturday night television was a staple. It, could, it was dependable. Everybody was going to tune in. And the the cheaper televisions around this time made it possible for there to be more, more than one television in a household, so everybody didn't have to watch the same thing. And the advent of you know computers coming in, and people were starting to have that as entertainment. And also the imports from America, which had bigger budgets and were therefore glossier. Um, and even homegrown stuff, and they had like seven or whatever. Yes, but the the big budget stuff right. was coming over from America. Mm-hmm. So Battlestar I, and all that. Yeah. Yeah. So I, it, I thought the video did a good job of talking about sort of the, the different cultural landscape that, you know, in the early 80s, um, you know, Doctor Who does have to start to think about itself a little bit. It can't just be on autopilot. Not that I'm saying it ever was, but I suppose you could argue maybe it was. Um, about how we're approaching things, how we're looking at things, and how we're telling stories. And so, um, focusing a little bit on the actual Doctor himself before maybe we talk about broader things. Um, what do you think of sort of the look of the fifth Doctor? The, the cricketeer? I guess I'm okay with it. I find the introduction, I love the unraveling of the scarf. Mm-hmm. I think that is Sucker for symbolism. I am a sucker for <laughs> symbolism, absolutely. Um, I find it less easy to justify the cricket costume, and even less easy to justify the celery. <laughs> you know, Jan T's looking at the outfit like Peter. All right, I think we got it. We got it. But it it's missing something. one thing. Yeah, and I mean, a je ne sais quoi. And I and I. I you know, based on readings, you know, who knows if it's true or not, but I'm sure it is. Peter had to push to get them to explain it in the last series, or last serial. Like, we, we can't not explain why he's wearing the celery. Yeah. And so they had to, you know, he's like, yeah. So they, they included something about it's good for, you know, whatever, whatever. You know. 
burning calorie, burning more calories <laughs> than you consume. Uh, preventing okay. alien, whatever, whatever. I forget. Oh right. I have to watch oh, it so again. it's like garlic. Yeah. Basically. Okay. Yeah. All right. I See, I don't remember videos. that. Yeah. Um, well, I don't think we've watched Cases of Atrazani. Yeah. No. Watching this documentary, I realized there were several episodes I would not mind. See, we saw. I was trying to remember. We saw the five doctors in the theater. Yes, though it's at this point been a while, so I, I vaguely remember it because we had the second first doctor. Yes, and then the all the oddly aged companions. Yes, so um, and the fourth doctor punting. Right, um, we had seen. Uh, you mean by not appearing? <laughs> no, I, no, I know. I know. I know. <laughs> that was the American use of that term. <laughs> Aww, we're so clever. <laughs> this is why you guys tune in. <laughs> um, we'd seen his first, you know, Castor Valva. We'd seen his first appearance. Yes, the fifth Doctor. Yes. Um, I'm trying to think of what you'd have seen of the Fifth Doctor, and maybe there's been something else I can't remember. But yeah, so we haven't seen a lot, a lot. Mm. I think we watched Earthshock when Adric died. It's been a while. But. Yeah. So anyway, there was a little bit of talk both in the documentary and then a little bit in a, in a Davison interview that we watched about him trying to tackle the character, like, who is this Doctor? And he said it took him a while to kind of figure it out. Yeah, but then he also says that he didn't find it particularly challenging mm-hmm. as an actor, which seems to contradict itself, may not, I don't know. Yeah, don't know. is there more I, to... It, it it felt like something you wouldn't necessarily need to say out loud in an interview. <laughs> yeah, and um, but these things happen. So. And I, I mean, I can. I mean, I don't know. I mean, he's only the people who can play the doctor know this stuff. But I mean, I can get where he's coming from. In as much as you know, I guess is about to insult people that I don't mean to. But like you know, if it's if you're one of those actors, right? It's, it's all what kind of actor you are. Mm-hmm. If you're like a Josh Molina, and, <laughs> and you just do what's in the script. Then there's not much, right? Yeah. I mean, you, you know, it's, it's not necessarily much of the character. I yes, mean, it's not. The, it's not a particularly nuanced character driven show. Right. I mean, it you, tends to be more plot driven. Yeah. I mean, there, there's stuff to do. I'm not saying there's nothing to do, but I mean, there's not a lot of nuance. Like, what is the, the doctor? I'm not saying motivation. It's a stupid word. But anyway, but like, what's his what's his objectives? What are you know? Other, oh, did you learn something I from my it. acting class the other day? <laughs> Other than just being smart and saving the day, you know, what's yeah. a larger concern. And so it sounded like, of course, and then this is where I blame directing or even show running. Um, no one apparently was telling Peter what to do with his character, which is good. I mean, cool, right? You get to write your own check or your own character. Yeah, I mean, but still. As, as a director, I like to see what an actor brings to it. Mm-hmm. But if the actor brings nothing <laughs> or something that doesn't necessarily work for my vision, I am going to tell them Mm -hmm. and so you know yeah there's where the blame lies Mm -hmm. you know if they if they are not seeing what they want to see and are not making that clear then that's their failure and i think the documentary mentions the fact that they had sort of revolving script editors during the the beginning of the fifth doctor so it's maybe hard to sort of get a voice yes from the writing yeah and, you know, obviously we get, when we start New Who, it is always with the Time War in the background, Legacy. in the rear view. Yeah. Yes. And that... Angsty Doctor. Yeah. And that's a, again, motivation, objective... Defining. Yeah. De- it's a defining quality that yeah. is always in the back of whoever's playing the Doctor. You're a survivor. 
you're a survivor, this is the legacy that you carry. And the classic doctors don't necessarily have that weight. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if we're ever... Is there an explanation for why he buggered off in a TARDIS? No, I mean, that, I was about to say that's the defining moment is that, is that yeah. you've run away from your people to adventure through time and space, and that's all we got for you. Yeah, and so there isn't a lot of backstory. Mm-hmm. A good actor, theoretically, at least creates some of it himself, mm-hmm. or herself, as yeah. the case may be. But, yeah, I find it interesting that that's not ever broached. And also, and you know, once you get to the fifth doctor, there is history. Mm-hmm. There is the granddaughter that he's left behind. There, you know, I'm thinking about what we're going to talk about later in terms of David Tennant's portrayal and talking about his children. Mm-hmm. You know, there is, that's there from the very beginning. We know from the very beginning that the doctor had at least one child <laughs> because he has a the granddaughter. And there's no, there doesn't seem to be that in the back of their mind. Even if it's not explicitly stated, you would want to create some sort of backstory for that, I would think, as an actor. I would. And I'm not up enough on all my Fifth Doctor stories to be able to tell thematic differences between Fourth and Fifth Doctor. Because I mean, the documentary seems to say, you know, stories a little bit more, not intelligent, what's the word? you know, intellectual is I guess the word, you know, um, as far as what the framing and conceptually mm-hmm. so <laughs> versus your sort of regular sci-fi stuff. Yes. Um, or at least how the fourth doctor, but I don't know. I, I'd have to watch it all to figure it out. So it seemed the the Richard Carrier who does the videos had his, that he liked to pick out was the visitation and another one, I can't remember off the top of my head, but. They seem to be interesting examples and ones I don't remember necessarily off the top of my head. Like, the monsters looked familiar, but I can't remember the story off the top of my head, so... Yeah, I kind of want to watch Visitation now. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of the Plague Years. Yeah. yeah. You're, I've always said you're a big Plague person. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anytime I'm describing you to someone, <laughs> yeah. I say, Jessica... You're, you know the Plague. That's my wife. That's right. That's... <laughs> the the uh, document didn't necessarily go into the companions, um, really in passing... And you know, so yeah, he talks a little bit about the crowded TARDIS, right? So with Nissa and Tegan, Tegan and Turlow eventually. Yes, and, oh, but Adric, Adric. Yes, sorry. I don't think I've ever Wesley seen Crusher. anything with Turlow, but you definitely made ugly noises no, about it. I've never like, well, again, I mean, he's introduced. Well, he's like, uh, you would probably hate him more than I would because he's sort of this typical. I don't know what a British adjective I can use, but a prat, basically. He's this schoolboy, because that's when, that's the storyline that they mentioned, where the brigadier is now headmaster or school oh, or teacher right, or whatever, yeah. and then Turlo is this sort of terrible kid who ends up getting recruited by the, um, by the Black Guardian, I think that's who that guy was, to kill the doctor. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, and then that's how he gets on board, so he's sort of like a sleeper, you know, companion, um, and then... <laughs> A sleeper companion. Um, and then I think we did watch his final serial, because then eventually he's like, oh, no, it turns out I'm a prince. I did love the discussion that they brought back the brigadier as a maths teacher, right. because they were initially going to try and bring back Ian, which I, I think is quite cool yeah. and makes me a little sad, although I always love a good brigadier. So, yeah. so any thoughts from the YouTube video before we move on? Um, we do, of course, we didn't necessarily mention as a companion. Oh, Perry. Perry. 
Yeah, she's there. She's there. Yeah, totally there. I'm sure we'll talk about her next time. Next uh, month. Probably. Ad nauseum. See, that'd talk about Mel, so, you know. I'd rather talk about Mel. <laughs> Definitely rather talk about Mel. <laughs> um, not to mention the fact that Perry's the, fa- the reason the doctor died. I know. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> save it save it for next okay all right sorry <clears throat> reeling it in reeling it oh in. and we did watch her yeah because i remember we watched her series her introduction yeah i think that was when trillo got princed and left oh yeah. right yeah see i don't remember that bit that, remember, that's the one where she's on the boat remember in a swimsuit for some reason i don't know why it's stuck in my there head for some reason absolutely no reason she's just getting her tits out <laughs> that's right <laughs> So um, we watched a, a short um, interview with Peter Davison. I don't think particularly recent. I think it was actually around the 50th anniversary, maybe, or a little bit afterwards. And so something that they pointed out and that you had already talked about. So he's the first actor you know, to be cast as the Doctor who grew up watching the show. And so from the beginning, so he says. Um, and so, you know, to actually have that cultural influence about what he's getting into. Mm. But it could be both good and bad, you know. You know a lot of yes. This, so preconceived notions versus setting things aside yeah but it was interesting because the and i guess i never thought about this but it makes sense because you know just how i started this the interview was like oh was it really big taking it for tom baker he was like well, i never saw him because i mean that's when i was like when i grew up was growing up i was watching doctor who by the time tom baker had it, i was working and so i wasn't watching as much uh, so didn't, like, I've didn't never have time for this crap yeah so i've never seen you know it's like i didn't he's like nothing against him I, just, I didn't like him i just didn't have the time to watch it so yeah. that wasn't really a pressure for him but it was really more his, his, his the doctors he grew up with and it sounded like he like most folks we always hear uh patrick troughton was a big influence and yes both very much his as, doctor as a character and then it sounds like in person when he met him patrick was the one who said or pat was the one who said you just probably want to do two to three years yeah and mm-hmm. then get the hell out of dodge exactly so one comment that they made and i don't want to get into the classic new wars but it was something like oh you know or you know the interviewer was you know like oh the new who has the special effects but oh you know classic was all about the story i was like i don't know i mean i mean yeah i don't know that i necessarily <laughs> agree with that I, I mean i'm not gonna poo poo the, the story or the writers of new who is like just special effects i'm yeah. like yeah, they got some other stuff going on there yeah new who is not just a lights and sound show no no um <laughs> and I, I think Pierce, I'm like, yeah, they don't delve into the the narrative or as much. I'm like, yeah, they're not as slow as you. <laughs> yeah, and that, that's very different because I do think they delve into the narrative. Yeah. And again, you know, from the beginning, giving the Doctor this weight that he has to carry around, that they really don't spend a whole lot of exposition on, mm-hmm. but it's there as an undercurrent all the way through until we find out what has happened. Because you're like and you even s- beyond. Yeah, because like you said, classic's a lot more plot-driven. So, I mean, they definitely <laughs> can be nuanced sometimes too much so about the plot, whereas if they had maybe... And I know it was a different time. I'm not trying to retroactively complain. I'm just saying, had a little more sensibilities of today back then, um, if it was a little more character-focused, you could still do seven, five, four... But you learn a lot more about, you know, Tegan or something, you know. Yeah. Um, other than she has snake issues, apparently. No. Okay. Uh, yeah. After all that, we went back to Peter Davidson's other character. So, you know, 
Not that we're hoping it's anytime soon, but you know, when the obit is written, it will be Peter Davison of Doctor Who and small. All Creatures. All great. Creatures, great and small. Okay. Yeah. But of course, where he played the character Tristan Farnan um, for seven series. Um, so we watched the first episode he appears in, which is the second episode of the show. Dog Days was the episode. What did you think of uh, Peter Davison's beginning his career as lead? Well, you know, almost lead character in a series. Yeah, it was perfectly acceptable. I found the show I mean, he a must little have been like weird. Twenty five or twenty six yeah, doing the math. Yeah, you quite know. young. Mm-hmm. And at university or having just flunked out of university or something mm-hmm. as his character. Vet University. Vet University. I think that's what it's called Bovine actually. Bovine University. Bovine you. Yeah. <laughs> Go cows. Yeah, perfectly acceptable. It's a very nice little... I can see the appeal at the time. Well, I I have two thoughts. One, it's very... I don't know what's the word I'm looking for. Northern. Okay, possibly. (laughs) I was going to say... Well, not the... West country, Not the rural aspect. That's not the whatever. I mean, that's based on the book. I got that. And it's a thing you struggle with. The whole rural thing. But the whole backbiting like there's like a bunch of manic people on this show what's that that's weird like it's weird yeah like i couldn't think you've got the three leads you've got the lead vet Uh and then you've got his brother played by peter davison Mm -hmm. and then you've got the newbie james harriet and i can't figure out if they like each other or not they do not seem to a lot of times and then other times like at the beginning and the doctor was like you know, oh yeah, I went and examined that horse you put down, and oh, I did a lot of examination, and ha ha, it was perfectly acceptable that you did that. Gotcha, ting. <laughs> I'm, and I'm building like, up your confidence. What? Yeah. <laughs> like it, they both build up and undermine each other equally throughout With the whole alarming episode. frequency. I was like, now I'll accept this is only the second episode. Maybe it changed over time, but I'm like, this is just a weird ass. Yeah. Group. Yeah. Like, it was... are, are they looking for other jobs while they're doing <laughs> yeah. like I'm so glad Constantly I have this job yet. Sure there's not another vet that needs uh, help out. Or... Yeah. And it seemed like there was a lot going on. Yes. There was a lot going on. Wasn't well, necessarily was... a cogent plot. It's almost like a, a, a sketch. Yes. Show. Yeah, very much so. So there's the cow that James Harriet says has a broken pelvis, right. but then they do some sort of superstitious voodoo and the cow gets up and walks away. Uh-huh. And then that's never talked about again. Right. Uh, phone pranks? There are phone pranks. Right. Peter Davison makes a phone prank, which is apparently very funny. And I initially thought that the idea was, because he calls James Harriet up and he's pretending to be one of the farmers and he's like, oh, you got to come out. You know, it's midnight, but you got to come out and you've got to open and close all the gates and it's going to take you ages to get here and then you're going to be on it's on your own. And I thought he was doing that to get him out of the house so he could take the girl with him home. Oh. But then, no. They could, well, they were drunk, to be sure. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, and then James Harriet pay, plays a phone ah, call prank on him, turnabout. too. Turnabout's fair play. Right. Yep. Then there was the dog. Pookie-woo or whatever her oh, name yeah, is. Oh, the, yeah, the the rich lady and her dog. And I was also convinced her gardener was going to kill the dog. But that didn't <laughs> Maybe that happen. We don't know. Oh, that's we don't true. Know. We have not gotten to that point. And so there's that whole thing. And the dog sends gifts. And so then when James Harriet calls the lady to thank her for the gift, she's like, oh, I'll put the dog on the telephone. 
which is weird. Um, so there's all of that. Then there's the other dog. And then Tristan comes down and is like, ah, you were on the phone with a dog. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> and then there's the other dog. There's the old man whose whole family oh, yes. is dead. And all he has left is this dog. dog. And James Harriet has to put the dog down there in front of him and takes the poison out. And I'm like, put the poison away or the old man's going to take it and commit suicide. <laughs> but that's not where they were going with no. it. They just killed the dog. Right. And the old man's like, yeah, I'll bury him. And then the next time we... And then gives him a cigar. Right. And then the next time we see the old man, he's got a puppy and it's fine. Yeah. And he still has a cigar. And at the end, the... Vet assistant, instead of smoking the box of cigars from the rich lady, smokes the cigar that the poor guy gave him. Symbolism. Which he could have totally given back now yeah. that he had that big Bo- old box. box so, yeah, that guy was like, here, take my last cigar as payment for killing my dog. And at the end of the day, he didn't need it. He could have given it back. I've never been a rural vet, but it seems most of his job is killing animals. It does. He kills Shoots a the lot horse, of animals. He, puts the dog to sleep. Yeah. He was. He almost put the cow down. Yeah, because of the there was no pelvis. way to fix the broken no, no, pelvis he, except for voodoo. He was going to. No, he told them to take the cow to the butchers. Oh, yes. <laughs> That's yeah, what he did. Yeah. I'm That's not going to put it down. That's Get it the to cure. the butcher quick. Yeah. yeah. While it's still um, fresh. While it's still fresh. So, but my second thing I was going to say, this this whole, you know, I've, I guess it's, it's take it as red and whatever, but this whole sort of, um, I don't know what the assistant is, whether he's supposed to be urbane background or whatever, but, the, you know, plopping down in small village with their quirky ways and having to deal with that. Like, I feel like that's at least a good 40% of every British show. Yeah, a little bit. Because like I'm bit. thinking, and again, there's a, probably a million. But look, of these. we got Green Acres, so right. Cause what's uh, the doctor? It's new, like it was in the past twenty years. Um, uh, Martin, uh, I can't remember where he's the doctor, but he's afraid of blood, and he ends up being like the doctor in the small town or village. Yeah, I feel like I ought to know what you're you know what about, I'm talking about, but yeah. yeah. It's like it's like one of those. They're all names, right? It's, it's called Doctor Somebody, isn't it? Yeah, I'm blanking. It. Sorry. Yeah, but anyway, my point is that there's a lot of these episodes. Or yes, sh- a lot shows. of this. This like, is a. I can get where like city folks, city folks, city folks watch this episode, but like, does the rest of the country be like, "Huh, oh, yep, we sure are local <laughs> yokels. yokels." No, they watch it and go, "Stupid city doctor <laughs> didn't know to do the cow voodoo." <laughs> Stupid. So uh, it was. It was an adventure. Mm-hmm. I was starting to wonder if it was going to end because, again, there's no arc to it. It's like, it's a like Monty these Python sketches, sketch. and 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 so, oh, the old man got a puppy, and that's really nice. And this is probably the end of the. Oh no. Okay. Well, what's next? <laughs> you know. Oh, you've you've played around with the the fancy dog's anal glands and the and and the dog then sent you cigars and you had to thank him oh that's a nice really oh no we're not done with that one yeah okay expressed expressed the anal glands that's, that's what right. it's called right there's my fancy non-vet knowledge there you go well you know can't say a tv never taught you anything i knew that already all right well with that um, anal segue. We're now going <laughs> into the TARDIS library. Whoosh, 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 whoosh. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. 
That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When you close your eyes. I go to the library. Go to the library now. Now for this one, we are returning to the 10th Doctor again. I don't mean to keep doing this. But with The Doctor's Daughter, released 10 May 2008. And darling, would you read the synopsis for I that episode? To. Just after finally defeating the Sontarans on modern day Earth, the Doctor's TARDIS takes the 10th Doctor, Donna Noble, and Martha Jones on an unexpected trip to the planet Messaline. Arriving right in the middle of a war between humans and Hath, the Doctor meets someone he thought he never would, his daughter. Can the Doctor accept this clone as his offspring, and can he stop the war before it all ends in massacre on both sides? Dun-dun-dun! And of course, the reason we are looking at this episode is because the guest star is Georgia Moffat, who of course is Peter Davison, also known as Peter Moffat, his real name daughter yes so she is the doctor's daughter in two senses yes so um what'd you think of what well, let's focus on georgia for a second what'd you think of georgia oh she's so cute mm-hmm. i just want to punch her in the throat <laughs> she's well so, she's your size so you could probably she's not she's little and tiny <laughs> and cute and i am none of those things which is why i want to punch her in the throat but i still i mean she just just so cute i also mm-hmm. just want to pinch her cheeks and be like, yeah, David Tennant, I get it. It was I 10 years understand. ago, darling. Yeah. I know, I know, but still. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I thought she was great. I wish she'd gotten her own spinoff. Now, um, I don't know, we can if you want to. We don't have to, but we can if you want to. Big Finish, of course, does have the Jenny Chronicles. Yes, I have heard the rumors. And so it would be, I don't know, what would you think, or how would you have handled it that, I mean... What happened at the end? I mean, she didn't regenerate because she was still her. No. She's just not dead. Yeah. Um, so I don't know how you, ex- what you think that is, what the explanation is or what you think. Well, you know, Matt Smith does that, doesn't he? No. Well, it depends. Like, there's the time where River gives all of her regenerations yeah. to him. And he doesn't. Not, he not, he not dies. He not dies. Right. Doesn't regenerate. No, David and David Tennant, Tennant but, of course. He, but that's the hand. Yeah. So, but just to... Yeah, I'm just saying, I think there's acceptable timey-wimey precedence. Yeah, I was just... Yeah, with the Maybe she really wasn't shot. I think maybe that's the explanation. Well, I didn't see any blood. Yeah. I think I've mentioned this. I mean, At no point did I see blood. I, I don't know how British censors work, but that was a very unconvincing death shot. Especially yes. when you had Do- Dr. Martha, like... I was like, is she going to be all right? And I was like, no. I'm like, where did she get shot? <laughs> I haven't even knelt down to check out the purported wound, but nope. I mean, you know. She's a goner. Her hand's covering a spot. That's the universal <laughs> sign. Sign for dead. <laughs> yeah. Going to be dead. <laughs> uh, and I had forgotten, you know, because it's been a while since I've visited season four. You probably have more than I have, or more sooner than I have. Um, I forgot about the... More sooner? Yep. That's what you're going with? Most sooner. Most sooner. Okay. Yeah. Since there are just two of us. Uh, right. <laughs> and it's informal because we're married. 
you make me sad. <laughs> but I've forgotten we got both Martha and Donna. Yeah. In this, which I, I, in my mind makes sense. I remember Martha being with and Donna talking to Jenny, but I forgot. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Who's Martha engaged to at this point? Um, Is it, it's not Mickey it's Ricky. It's not Mickey Ricky, no. It's, I forget. Just some random Rando. dude. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, what did you think of overall all the other folks? Yeah, I like this story a lot. Um, I had forgotten that it's right there in that moment that the doctor's daughter is created. Mm -hmm. For some reason, I was thinking there was something like many episodes ago, but it's right in that moment, tissue sample, boom, here's a clone. Um, Still not sure why they did it, but moot. um, Yeah, there was some things that I felt like I missed part of. Like, they were like, oh, you don't have any marks in you. I'm like, what marks would you have? I mean, like, I'm sure there's a reason what they meant, but I don't know what they meant. No, I don't either. Yeah. And And then they were mad about the fact that they didn't have marks on their hands, so they forced the doctor's hand in and took a tissue sample and gave him a daughter and then did nothing to Martha and and Donna. Donna. (laughs) They were like, but they're good. Maybe they just do it to the men. Maybe men have the babies. Maybe. Yeah. Possibly. And so the soldiers are in control of their bodies. Yeah. Yeah. I liked the idea of sort of this sped up generational war. No, and I think it was an, a, a good concept. I didn't get... I needed the other explanation. Like, in other words, you know, oh, no, it's not years, it's generations. Oh, it's only been a week, and it's like war stupid. Right, I get that. And that's cool. I like, but I didn't get the part where we... When we splintered into two groups, the... All <laughs> the, lost our memory. And the humans and the fish. Right. Like, I wasn't clear on... Yeah. I, I just needed that second step of, like... I mean, you could have done two sentences, like... Oh, you know, the mission commander died. They argued who was going to take control. They retreated to their separate, you know, ends of the compound. Um, and then something that explains why they all lost their memories. Which I guess they were trying to say. I mean, I guess what they were trying to say is that everyone died. And then the next clone, Jennifer, but like, you had, someone had to survive. You know what I'm saying? You know, there had to be Somebody some, had to have survived uh, some enough yeah. to teach things. Yes. Or at least to clone yeah, you know. but they also have this idea of the source. Right. Yeah. But anyway, but I guess I'm yeah. negative. There are a lot of plot holes, but I still liked it. Yeah, yeah. So I don't think that hard, but it is good. Yeah. Also, I'm like, that terraforming gas, I don't think you'd really want to inhale that close up. I mean, I feel like it should be something like you would shoot up in the sky and not just be like, break glass. Shh. Ah. I know. That's, that can't be good. That <laughs> and now be. I have plants growing out of my nostrils. No, I just want to say the next time we're out and I get a straw... And I start blowing bubbles. I'm just reenacting Doctor Who episodes. Don't get a straw. Let's just leave. Not kill the earth. Let's not kill the earth or the turtles. And not blow bubbles in our drinks, darling. I'm forever blowing bubbles. I'm always chasing rainbows. That's right. Yep. Well, any final thoughts about the Davison slash Moffat family? No. I was going to say slash tenant family. I know. It, it's a family I like. They're fun. The royal family of who? The royal family of who, indeed. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, until next week, enjoy watching, reading, and listening to the Doctor's adventures throughout time, time and, and space. This is BBC Television. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.